Brexit, Trump, even Justin Trudeau, all were projected to win by Polly. And Polly is a new form of polling that uses artificial intelligence to measure sample sizes. And unlike the traditional pollsters that um, use smaller samples of like 800 or 1,000 voters, Polly can look at swaths of voters in the 100,000 category. And the majority of polls right now have the NDP and the PC in a dead heat. But it is not the popular vote that counts. It's how many seats a party can win. And the last time we had Polly on, um, Polly told us that the orange crush had slowed and that Ford was starting to solidify the vote. But there are still huge numbers at this point, still huge numbers of undecideds. And it could just come down to who can hold their nose. Let's bring in Aaron Kelly, president and CEO of Advanced Symbolics, also, I guess, Polly's handler, to see what she says. She joins us now. We've had a huge amount of news over the last 48 hours um, as we head into the last days of this campaign. What is Polly telling you and where have we seen some of the moves, especially given Kathleen Wynne basically came out and waved the white flag on Saturday? Well, what Polly is showing is that Ontarians were not moved by Kathleen Wynne's speech over the weekend. Um, We've been monitoring it. We've been monitoring both whether or not it's doing anything for the Liberal Party, and we've been monitoring how people feel about minority governments. And um, the overwhelming majority of people do not want to have a minority government. They think that's an ineffective government. And no, it doesn't seem to have moved any seats for Kathleen Wynne. So what is Polly saying now? Is Polly able to make a projection? We're uncomfortable right now making a projection because the undecided vote is still very high in quite a few ridings. Um, but on Wednesday, we are going to force Polly to make a projection. But just to let you know, the way it looks now, barring any kind of you know, last-minute undecided changes, certainly among decided voters... Again, at the level of the general population, we're seeing a tie between the PC and the NDP. But in terms of seat count, the PCs have more than 20 seats on the NDP. So that's a, that's a major majority. That's a large majority. That's, yes, that's definitely a majority government. And we're seeing only one seat right now for the Liberal government. And that's in, uh, is that in Toronto Centre still? It is still Toronto Centre, yeah. And it's, she's not got a tight hold on it. That one keeps going back and forth. So, um, but... You know, unless something substantial changes or these undecided voters tip the scales, it really definitely looks like it's going to be a PC majority. But, you know, it's interesting because the undecideds will, um, will, I guess, decide this next election. But is there something specific that would change them from one vote to another? Is, is Polly able to gauge that kind of, um, you know, mood swing in the, in the voter? Well, it de- you know, it depends on the region. Uh, we're finding that the issues are different in northern Ontario from, say, the GTA. So it changes from riding to riding. And in ridings where it's close, uh, it tends to be in ridings that were liberal. And now that the liberals have been taken out as a factor, people who have voted liberal, you know, all their lives or a good chunk of their lives are now, that's where we find the indecision is is happening because now they're forced to choose between one party or the other or 
you know, effectively have their vote wasted. And have current, um, you know, national headlines like, you know, Trump throwing tariffs on Canada, has any of that come into play with voters as they make a decision as to who would best govern in in troubled times? You know, in the early days, it it, it hasn't really, um, and and that's because the leaders, I mean, you had um, Kathleen Wynne came out strong on that front, um, this was before she conceded defeat, obviously. And the other two leaders, what choice do they have but to support the premier in this because it's a foreigner coming in saying, I'm going to put tariffs on your products. I mean, in a time like that, people have to support the home government. So we haven't really seen it be something that's, that has separated one leader from the other. Interesting, because bench strength, I mean, if you don't like the leader, and we know through the polling that no one really likes any of the, the picks for leader, you would think given, you know, you take a look at the, the bench strength, and there's just no question the PC has more experience on the bench. And given we've heard so much about the candidates on the NDP side, I thought that might give Polly um, a bit of a pause. What they're seeing is, on the one hand, you have... Um, Andrea Horvath appeals. She comes from Hamilton, which is Steel Town, mm-hmm. so that gives her some strength. She's appealing in those kind of manufacturing towns. You also have the people, on the other hand, who see Doug Ford um, as the, you know, as being like Trump, and so that plays against him. But they, you know, they're it's it's not really been an issue for or against either one of them. I think people see it as. You know, we have a foreigner coming in, and and we have to. Yeah, it, it, it ha- we've been looking for it, but we haven't seen that it's been something that's distinguished the candidates. It certainly hasn't moved any seats. So, as you go through the next couple of days, what are what are the things that Polly will be looking for, and and you will be asking of Polly to look in into as you do your polling? Well, what we're going to do in the next few days is we're going to start taking undecided away. Right now, undecided is an option for Polly, and we're going to have her go through the undecideds now and put them into a category of one of the, the parties. We're going to force her to make a decision. So um, she's obviously going to have to look at the, this is where the advantage of having an AI that can look longitudinally, go mm-hmm. over the whole year and see how that person has leaned over the course of a year and make a decision. And has Polly been able to gauge whether there's one issue in particular that will take an undecided and push them into one camp? Let's say maybe a bombshell falls between uh, now and voting day. I think for the decided voters, no. I mean, it's not going to be some, you know, some little scandal that's going to do that. I think the decideds are decided. For the undecided um, I think demographics will probably play a role. Um, it's really hard to say for those undecided voters. I mean, the big question is, will the undecided even vote, right? Because often an undecided voter, if they, if they don't have a strong opinion, will decide to stay home. Wow. All right. Well, we will look forward to Wednesday then. All right. Thanks, Alex. I, th- I think. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. Thank you. Erin Kelly. So she is expected to have her projection on Wednesday, which we will bring to you. But again, it's just a projection. Um, and we will see that the polling numbers are what they are. Very close. But again, the PCs have the seats and it looks like the NDP have the popular vote. Um, so it'll be interesting. The other thing we should point out, Green Party could, in fact, make its first you know, breakthrough. Wouldn't it be interesting if the Green Party came out of this election with more power than the Liberal Party? I was thinking about that. If the Liberal Party's wiped out altogether 
and the Green Party comes back. Maybe the Green and Liberals could trade offices and they could use the Green office and never mind. I'm Alex Pearson and this is On Point here on Global News Radio.